Just Earthly is a podcast for the nature lover, environmental enthusiast, outdoor adventurer, free spirit, and seeker. We belong outdoors, where we find union, belonging, inspiration, and at home with ourselves, each other, and our planet. We go inside to go outside. We go outside to go inside. We gather for self-healing, world healing, here on this earth. Welcome to the Just Earthly Podcast. My name is Mandy Metzger, founder of Interlight Botanicals, and I'm your host. All right. I am so excited to welcome Shifra Nirenberg of Spiral Intuitive today to the Just Earthly Podcast. How are you doing, Shifra? I'm good, Mandy. Thank you so much for having me on today. And uh, a happy spring equinox and Astara today too. Yeah, it feels so good. I just feel like there's like this blooming, like this new sense of like beginning and freshness um, on my end today. So I definitely am feeling that spring equinox vibe. <laughs> so do you want to tell us about what you do? Yeah, so I'm an intuitive advisor. Uh, So I use uh, tarot and oracle cards to give my clients really practical insights and spiritual advice. And uh, I also do animal communication, as well as uh, some intuitive mentorship. Uh, So I'm very much of the mind that everybody has intuition. Uh, I know that humans are born with it, but unfortunately, a lot of us get conditioned out of it. Um, and so a lot of my work is reconnecting folks to their own inner knowing, because I know from my experience, as well as with my clients, that when we make decisions that are rooted in our intuition, we make not only good decisions for ourselves, but also decisions that have a positive rippling out into the world. And so in a lot of ways, that then is kind of how I incorporate nature and self-healing and world healing into my work is uh, really focused on that uh, innate trust that we can have with our whole system. I love that. It, it is really important. To, I feel like it's so hard to tune in sometimes when we have all this external stuff, you know, all these, this input, I always say input, input, input. And it's like, Where's my voice? Where's my inner? Yes. No. <laughs> Absolutely. That's such a good awareness too, because awareness is that first step. Knowing that there's something going on uh, in your system is definitely the first step toward being able to tune in. Yeah. I was going to say, do you have any tips for like any 101 tips for people to, to start? to go inward, maybe people that either struggle with it or people that are new to tapping into their own intuition? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked because I have lots of them, but I think for for here, I think one of the, the most powerful tools that we have in connecting with our intuition is actually our breath because even though we automatically breathe all the time, when we take the time to take intentionally deep breaths, we're actually reminding our whole system that we're connected. 
And so when I say whole system, I mean, spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, energetic, you know, the whole shebang. And our intuition is this wonderful way of connecting with all of that. And so our breath can give us um, easy access, as it were, because also when we are taking deep, deep breaths intentionally, we are also making space within ourselves for our intuition and our brain and all of that to do its kind of thing in the background while we are present to the moment. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about that, it reminded me of um, years ago, I, as you say, it's about self-awareness too. So I noticed that I would be very present as I was doing tasks on a computer where I would take a moment between tasks to just take a couple deep breaths. And there was something about that that just like brought me right into my body and um it also how you said created it created space between tasks like being in the moment there too even if it's just a couple deep breaths too Mm -hmm. um yeah I love that so powerful and so easy it's just hard sometimes in the go 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 world to remember to stop and breathe and rest and I get those reminders, fortunately, from nature myself uh, in being able to just be like, oh, look at that pretty bird. Or right now in the spring, I'm in uh, Western North Carolina in the mountains. And so the the whole landscape is just awash with different spring colors. And uh, it's just a nice reminder to breathe. Yeah. Aww. Wonderful. That's such a pretty area too. So yeah, I'm just so happy. It's finally spring. It's been a rough, (laughs) it just felt especially hard energetically, physically, everything. Yes. Yeah. You're definitely not alone in feeling that way. And so it's lovely that we can start to see a way forward into the light now that we're out you know officially out of winter here exactly oh so you said about using tarot and oracle cards do you want to talk a little bit about how you integrate that and also a side note if you have a favorite tarot or oracle deck um Mm -hmm. I'm a collector I know a lot of uh, a lot of people that are listening also love them um you want to drop a couple decks that you feel especially called to when you work with them? Absolutely. One of the newest decks that I've personally been working with, but that's been around for a while is the Spirit Song Tarot deck. And it is beautiful artwork from, or by Paulina Fay, I think is uh, their name. And it's all animals. And as an experienced reader who is also strongly a feminist, I have very specific um, requirements for my decks for any that I purchase these days. So they have to be inclusive and diverse and not all white, cis, heteronormative people. And so I find the animal decks are really accessible. Uh, in that way, especially when I'm doing readings uh, at festivals where I 
you know, my clients range across the spectrum of all human experience, which is really cool. And also I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not excluding anybody. Uh, So the spirit song tarot is great because it's all animals. So everybody can relate to that without feeling uh, excluded. Um, Yeah. And then the everyday witch tarot is lovely for um, a whimsical, but uh, inclusive, more inclusive um, human deck. Okay. Oh, but one of my favorite really inclusive human appearing decks, like humans are in the cards rather than animals, is the True Heart Intuitive Tarot. That sounds really familiar. The other two, Uh, I think I've heard of, but I will be looking these up after we chat. (laughs) Highly recommend. It's so great. And and they're just so lovely. Uh, I personally in addition to having the criteria to be inclusive uh, in terms of its representation, uh, I choose my decks, whether Oracle or Tarot, by the artwork, because you're gonna be looking at it for a while. So you wanna make sure it's pretty for you. And so I love that there are so many varieties of different styles of art available now. That's one thing I love about them too, is just like the artwork and um, the, the artists that do them and it, yeah, just the different styles too. It's like, I have my favorites. Um, and then sometimes people release another deck and I'm like, oh, I really like that one too. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way about uh, the mystical cat tarot okay. uh, with artwork by um, Mueller. Uh, just absolutely lovely. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and to answer your question earlier too, in terms of about how I use them, I am an intuitive reader more so than a traditionally trained reader. So I use the cards as a starting point for my intuition rather than, um, every card or that card in that position always means that Uh, because I use them as a tool uh, rather than as a definitive meaning for each card. But every reader has their own style and I love that most of us still get to the same place with it. So it's a lot of fun and they're just beautiful tools that are more and more readily available for folks which is cool yeah and I feel like tarot and oracle cards are actually a really great way to start to tap into your intuition and start to um I I, there is one thing like with intuition I feel like you have to almost like gain the confidence Mm. too I feel like there's that big piece of like being confident in that inner knowing. Um, so I feel like tarot cards have helped me along that path too, um, where it's like, I'll pull a card and I'll feel into it. And sometimes let's say I pull a card for the month or sometimes I pull a card for the new moon. Um, and then I'll come back to the card that following like at the end of the month and then I'll reflect on it. And then I'll see like how that 
played a role. Um, and like my intuition from the beginning, I'll journal about it. And then the end of the month. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like that has always helped me, um, kind of tap into my intuition as well. In addition to Chris. I love that. <laughs> yes. Crystals are such a wonderful tool as well. Uh, I'm a big fan for sure. And that's one of the things when it comes to Oracle and tarot cards uh, or cardomancy uh, in general is this sense that it's a physical something that you can hold and look at that yeah. then can also connect in other ways. And so one of uh, my top tips for reading cards is to get to know the deck and shuffle. And as you said, pick a card and just sit with it and see what images or stories and thoughts and feelings come up and then connecting that into, you know, a sentence or two. And then that becomes your intuitive interpretation of that card for you in that moment. Oh, that's such a good tip. <laughs> Thanks for Thank sharing. You. Absolutely. And then in building confidence with your intuition, you can then go to the guidebook uh, and see if you're in line with that. Just remember that the guidebooks are a guide. They're not a hard and fast rule that you have to follow all the time. Yeah, that's the thing too. Sometimes with the guidebooks, it's like you can easily just rely on what they say. And sometimes when I pull a card and then I would read what's in the guidebook, I'm like, that doesn't, my intuition is telling me this about, about the card and not really what that's saying. Um, and sometimes it's just a, a matter of the intuition of the images and what that means to me instead of mm -hmm. like underlying, underlying things. Um, yeah, good tips. <laughs> so I'm really curious about animal communication. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And then I have a little story to tell you. Um, oh, yay. About two, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I operate uh, in terms of animal communication. I generally will start with uh, cards like I do for humans. Um, unless I'm physically with the animal, in which case then, you know, we're just talking. Uh, some people call it telepathy. I think of it more as intuitive, as part of my intuitive work. Um, and when it comes to like the clairs, I have some of all of them. So like clairaudient, clairvoyant, all of those. Uh, and so when I'm working with animals, I might get information in words, in pictures, in feelings, um, and then kind of interpreting that uh, through my intellect and my in experience with animals, um, and then also talking with, with their humans to, to get some clarity. So uh, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm seeing a picture of this thing. I don't know what it is. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's their favorite spot. I'm like, okay, well, they want this to be there instead. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And one of my joys uh, this last year has been working with a local cat rescue and helping at their adoption events, which has just been amazing. And I absolutely love it because I get to help humans and cats match 
And plus I get to play with kittens. So there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that sounds like such a win-win. And that's such a unique idea too, to make sure that the owner and the pet match because, you know, sometimes you feel called to an animal, um, but they may not actually be called to you. So yeah, that's exactly. Really, that's yeah. Cool. That's neat. And I love it. Thank you. And uh, I also am a firm believer that we don't own our animals. Uh, they are part of our family. So I tend to use animal parent um, or uh, human guardian uh, instead of owner or pet. Um, because at least in my experience with animals, it's, they like to be pet, but they are individuals themselves. So, uh, some of them can be really hoity-toity about it, <laughs> but I love meeting all of these different personalities that are somewhat human-esque, uh, in some ways, but, but also this real sense of connection uh and so in terms of nature like those of us who who live with animals have a piece of nature living with us and so being able to connect to that besides the fact as far as I'm concerned there's nothing quite as amazing as a cat purring in your lap oh my gosh I know <laughs> I'm an animal lover over here so <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that actually, I had an experience recently. Um, it's been my practice for a while that when I'm driving to see uh, a dead animal on the road, that I'll just send a blessed bee to them and to their spirit. And on a recent drive, in response to that, I heard they died a noble death. Oh, and wow. I had never had that experience before so of course on my drive I was you know contemplating that and the the intuitive information that kept coming is that you know the wildlife especially around the highways see it as you know going up against the machines and if they lose then they have a noble death and so I'm, I'm still processing that new information, but it seemed appropriate to share that, that there is beauty even in death, uh, especially in nature because it's a cycle. Yeah, that definitely shifts my perspective of, um, of that as well, because I always get sad usually when I see, you know, an animal on the, on the road. Um, Me too. Yeah, that that's almost like empowering in a way to think of that, um, like at that perspective of things. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I have a friend that um, there's a stray kitten that found me, <laughs> and um, a friend ended up taking it. And she was actually just talking not too long ago about how she thinks she needs like an animal communi communicator because this cat um, is very lovey, <laughs> but very, almost too smart. And <laughs> it 
all these things like in the uh the faucet on <laughs> in the sink and he's he's very smart so <laughs> very unsettled and um I think it's stressing her out a little bit I know it's stressing her out a little bit but um yeah and she was just saying about like maybe there's something with him that like like she can't obviously can like communicate with him but um maybe there's like something else going on that you know even that that she can't see um so yeah and I I'm really excited that you're on the podcast because I've never actually met someone that I, I mean I do a lot of energy work I'm do a lot of things in the energy field but I've never actually met someone that communicates with animals so yeah, yeah. hi <laughs> and I love being able to connect with the energy of an animal too because sometimes you know and you know doing the energy work that you know what you know but you don't always know how you know it yeah and so that's why I just consider it part of my intuitive work um but animals are so in tune with the energy and sometimes they think that their actions speak enough for them <laughs> and sometimes the humans don't agree with that and then that's where I could come in and act as kind of a translator or an interpreter uh, and uh, I would be happy to to do that for your friend you can share my information with them um, because I do animal communication as well as uh, human readings uh, okay. virtually as well as in person so that's awesome yeah I'll definitely let her know about that um what is your journey into this work? I always like to ask about that because I feel like a lot of us, especially that have like this energy backgrounds, have an interesting story of how they like wandered into this field of work. Yeah, our st stories are just so powerful in general. Uh, and when it comes to connecting with nature and energy and intuition and magic, I was basically born with a metaphysical bent. Like I can't remember a time in this life where I wasn't interested in the unseen. And so I was that kid in middle school who, you know, had like three dozen crystals memorized and told all my friends the metaphysical properties. <laughs> obviously that still is very true for me as I am holding a rose quartz to remember to stay centered and in my heart with you today. Uh, <laughs> it's also... I was gifted a deck as a teenager. And then in my early 20s, I was doing readings for friends, like most of us who start reading. Yeah. And my bestie was like, oh, so you know what you're doing is spiritual counseling and people will pay for that? And I was like, oh. And so now 20 years later, that's what I'm doing. That is so awesome. Yeah. It's and I've definitely explored different magical practices since then and um, guided visualization work and energy work and energy healing. Uh, and, and I have found that the cards and the intuitive sessions are 
um, the most effective format for me so far. Yeah, I, I love how you just naturally, your path just naturally kind of unfolded um, by just continuing to follow probably your intuition, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'm one of the fortunate ones because my parents didn't try to condition me out of listening to my inner voice. Uh, so uh, so cool. that was beneficial. Yeah, that's really powerful to just be able to, um, and I know a lot of people, they feel like they can't really um, follow their call or there's the, the external voices um, that influence uh, decisions in terms of purpose and paths and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm grateful that uh, I was able to get out of a toxic job situation and go full-time uh, into my business recently as well. Congratulations. That's really Thank exciting. you. Yeah. And toxic jobs, there are lots of those out there. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's why connecting. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> and um, and that anytime that we're in unhealthy situations, uh, whether it's a long-term or a short-term experience, um, I highly recommend connecting with nature in a way to release some of that toxicity uh, because nature is so good at transmuting the shit into uh, healthy soil, as it were. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost like composts it and just, it really helps grounds that, that energy and yeah. Absolutely. That and grounding is so important. Uh, especially in being able to be connected with ourself and the universe at the same time, uh, which goes back to, you know, learning how to trust ourselves and being confident in our intuition. Yeah. Sometimes it just feels good. I will just lay on the floor, lay out in the grass, and it just feels really good to have that sense of my entire body is connected to the earth and... I feel like I can reset myself that way too. So <laughs> absolutely. It's a great reset option. Yeah. So that leads me into my next question, which is how do you heal through nature, Shifra? Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, well, I, as I mentioned, as we talked about, uh, huge fan of crystals. And so I work with them a lot just in holding or wearing um, and finding the different energies of that to be really healing and um, in the moment can be a really wonderful way of either grounding or clear, clearing or energizing uh, myself. And I find the more present I am in nature and the more I am in nature, uh, the the more healing I can experience across a wide range of activities and experiences. Um, and so I'm really lucky because I live on a property that has a lot of old trees. 
including a like 60 year old Japanese maple that's higher, that's taller than my one story home. And so she's got these beautiful branches that are really lovely to hug and, uh, and sit in and in kind of her trunk area. And so I just find a lot of healing in being in actual nature but also healing in recognizing what my own nature is and what my natural inclinations are and what my system naturally needs and and giving myself that um, as appropriate and available um, and really just tuning into nature and the universe, I find to be incredibly healing in all sorts of ways. Uh, and of course, I'm a big fan of uh, herbs. So I have some wonderful herbal teas that uh, I are my go-to when I'm not feeling well <laughs> as well, you know, in terms of the physical healing as well as the spiritual and emotional healing. Good point. Do you have any favorite teas? Mm. So um, my throat has been sore for um, off and on, uh, especially during the winter. Um, thanks, COVID. And so I was um, doing a combination of mullein, um, nettle, and lavender together Ooh. with some organic wildflower honey. Uh, which is always good. And then sometimes I added some chamomile uh, and or jasmine into it as well. That sounds nice. And sometimes mugwort. So it's a range. Oh, that sounds really soothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is very soothing. I'm going to make some more today. Thank you for reminding me. Hey. <laughs> connecting and healing through nature is also listening to our bodies so that when we need something we're meeting that need uh, so a friend of mine was talking with their three-year-old child children actually uh, twins reminding them about this concept of body alarms which I hadn't heard before but I love that idea of like your body gives you an alarm when it needs something. And yeah. so uh, it's that kind of thing of healing by listening, by tuning in. I think that's amazing because I feel like as kids, we're not typically taught to like really feel into our bodies. Um, and that's where I feel like as you grow older and you know, you're following your path and that's where you're like, I feel like I've come back to, oh yeah, my body is, oh, hi. <laughs> hi, Chester. Okay, go back that way. Like the body, <laughs> we're, we're animal friendly around here. Um, yeah, it's just like, I'm, and there's times where it's like, I'm relearning about even emotions and where I feel those in my body. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's amazing to just remember to connect in that way too. So. Absolutely. It is so important to, 
and to be that aware and to know that you are a whole part of a whole person, you know, and yeah. that you uh, have different aspects of yourself that you can connect to. Um, yeah. I don't know if that made sense exactly, but. Uh... I think it made sense. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah it's one of those like when I get in intuitive space that uh sometimes random things come out that are like oh that makes sense and other times it's like I don't know what I'm talking about but generally I know what I'm talking about so that's good oh <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing that um yeah, there's just so many different ways to heal through nature. And that's why I say to everyone on the podcast, it's like, there's no right or wrong answer with that. And I mean, there's, I feel like we all have our own set of ways that we heal through nature. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. I did want Absolutely. to, I did want to give you a chance to, um, share how listeners can connect with you outside of this podcast. I'll always link them in, in the description. Um, but just so we can hear how to connect as well. Thank you so much. And, uh, my website is spiralintuitive.com and, uh, you can book a human or animal session, uh, online. And then, uh, I'm also at spiral intuitive on social media. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Shifra, for being here today and for chatting and telling us all about what you do. Thank you so much for having me on today and for the work that you're doing, because the more people who are tuning into nature uh, and working to uh, prevent climate change or at least mitigate it, you know, in, in little ways and big ways, uh, and doing that also by connecting with the intuition and the energy of it uh, is just so powerful. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I always say it's all about the earth and energy conscious over here. So, yeah. Love it. Thank you.